Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It's fourth and 11. Purdy is under center. He takes the snap. He backpedals a step. Zeroes on the clock. It's over. The sideline's empty. With the comeback for the ages, the 49ers are going back to the Super Bowl and ripping the heart out of the Lions. Who else? Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. Hey, welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. If you are criticizing Dan Campbell for his part in what happened yesterday, Perloff, you're completely off the mark. Now, (laughs) is any coach perfect? No. And there are things to criticize about Dan Campbell, and we will get into that. But this San Francisco comeback, and congratulations, San Francisco. Of course, we'll talk about the Chiefs in just a little bit. But if you're criticizing Dan Campbell for going for it on fourth and two and fourth and three, you have not been paying attention to Lions football since he took over this woebegone franchise. You don't think I was paying attention when his idiotic fourth down calls cost them the game against the Cowboys and knocked the Eagles out of the division (laughs) title? Oh, this is personal for you. This is personal. Dude, grow up. Stop making these fourth down calls. It's not a Madden game. This is an NFL playoff game. How can you defend Dan Campbell? I can defend Dan Campbell because they were a 12-win team and a team that got to where they've got to based on this philosophy. To abandon it at this time would have been the ultimate just boneheaded move. It would have been the ultimate, Uh, you know, you don't have an identity. If you say you have an identity and going for it on these fourth and shorts, which is not at the 25, by the way, he's doing this in plus territory. If he decided to abandon that philosophy now, he would look like a fraud. Now, it, it won them a lot of games. I cannot say that those fourth downs cost him yesterday. The fact that his players could not make a play on those fourth and shorts, mm. that's what cost the Lions. Not the not the decision to go for it. It was the lack of execution. It was the Josh Reynolds drop. It was the fact that Jared Goff cannot be a quarterback in the NFL if he has to move five feet in one direction or the next. It, Jared Goff has to be able to throw the ball on the run. He's oh. got to be able to make a play when things break down. He couldn't do that. Josh Reynolds had a terrible drop on another on the other fourth down. How is that Dan Campbell's wait, wait, wait. fault? Well, first of all, I think the first one you're referring to, Goff, I kind of hit Reynolds. That was both yeah. of both of them were on Reynolds to me. But I think Dan Campbell had to understand that his team was getting emotionally tight. Like mm-hmm. the analytics on both those key fourth downs that they went for it. Yeah. We're both dead even. Uh, and the analytics 
kind of veer towards going for it anyway. And even the analytics were not strongly to go for it. But didn't you understand, and didn't he understand, this team, there was a mental aspect, some emotional sensitivity. They had a 17-point lead and got nervous. I think you got to support your team and go for the points. Honestly, and obviously going for a fourth down and failing gave the Niners all the momentum. Now, I'm the, I'm the analytic dork on the show, but you have to understand the flow of the game in those situations. Okay. That's exactly what cost the Lions this game. Okay. Was that Dan Campbell had no awareness of what was actually happening on the field. Okay, let's take those one at a time. Number one, you say that coming up short on a fourth down could be the biggest momentum changer. You want to know what else changes momentum? Missing field goals. These were not gimme field goals. These were 40-plus yard field goals outside. Now, I think Badgley is a fine kicker. He's good, but you are also have a momentum swing if you miss a field goal. And people say, oh, Dan Campbell, analytics guy, you know, nerd guy, whatever. He's putting the ball in the playmaker's hands. He's putting his ball, the ball in the offense's hands, who they've been one of the biggest and most prolific offenses in the NFL this season. How can you argue with that? That is the most football guy move ever. That's not the nerd move. That's the guy who trusts his 11 men on the offense to make a play, not leaving it up to the kicker. Eeks, no, I think the better team in this game last night, I think the Niners are a better team overall, but last night the Lions blew that game and Dan Campbell blew that game. And you know what? He was working on blowing this game in the regular season too. He had sort of laid the, <laughs> oh, laid was, uh, the, seeds. Laid the breadcrumbs. Yes, yeah. that I am not going to understand. I mean, San Francisco knew this. The Lions were clearly like when it was fourth and two, they got tight in those situations. Of course they did because they're like, what are we doing here? This is, uh, I understand like he has a history of going forward and that's who they are and their identity. And if he didn't do it, they'd be a fraud. But come on, you had to know. Did Everyone in the building knew they weren't going to convert those fourth downs because they, there was just too much at stake there. And they, they're they a young team. They were not ready for that kind of pressure. I mean, I think every, all of America saw it unfolding exactly. They did Fourth down, they're going for it. Oh, this is going to be bad. I mean, I, I, that was my hunch. And I think a lot of people were rooting for the Lions because of the underdog. Not, not sure. that anyone has a problem with San Francisco, but I felt like uh, kind of America's team got Dan Campbell let them down a little bit. Everyone was pulling for the Lions to have this incredible Cinderella story because I've never been there. I think you have to understand the moment and maybe just do the safe thing. Let's hear from Dan Campbell defending the fourth down. I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and and not letting them play long ball. Um, You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, And I wanted to get the upper hand back, Um, you know, and... It's easy hindsight, and I get it, you know. Yeah, and he's going to get it that he's going to get criticized, but he said, put that on me. This is the same guy who earlier in the year said, if you want to watch our team, you better get a pair of diapers because we are going to make you uncomfortable with how aggressive they're going to be. Um, Also, Dan Campbell getting very honest about the Lions um, and whether this could have been their best shot. Look, I told those guys. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware. And it'll be, it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. That's, that's the reality. Yeah. So maybe laying a foundation for yeah. what the off-season off motivation is going to be like for the Lions. But he's got a point. This is not going to be easy for them to get back. Well, I think they have the talent to get back. They just have a weakness at coaching. 
Uh, oh, I mean, wow. we know. Honestly, I mean, obviously they got they we killed them on draft night for going Jameer Gibbs and uh, and a linebacker, and it worked out great. So their GM is on an absolute heater. They have talent everywhere. Obviously, they're talented enough and young enough to get back here, but he's got to grow up as a coach. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Okay, but you realize they don't get here without that aggressive mindset. How, I totally disagree with that. They, they're they a good enough team, and they're in the, in the weak division this year. They easily could have gotten here. The, the aggressive mindset didn't do anything to get them here. I mean, in the playoffs. And the aggressive mindset certainly cost them the game last night. So I don't believe that they, we have to go for it on fourth down all the time to be here. Because the aggressive mindset is exactly what blew up on them. It's actually they're a really good football team. Stop with these tricks and these, uh, you know, they don't have to do something special to win this game. They could have won that game on the football field, and they chose not to. Listen, I thought that they were being sort of, I don't want to say conservative, when they did kick the field goal to go up 24-7. to They probably could have gone for it there. That was a 17-play drive. Uh, to close, basically to close out but, the first half. But there's no reason to go for it at the one-yard line because one of the reasons you go for it down there is because you, if you miss it, you pin them at the one-yard line. Right. It was halftime. There's no reason to pin them at the one-yard line. You had to take the points there, too. So the one thing I will, and we'll get to the San Francisco side of this in a moment, is they are the winners, 34-31, to 31, the third largest comeback, tied for the third largest comeback in the history of the NFC Championship game. The one place where Dan Campbell loses me, not the fourth down decisions. Again, I I, t- I totally understand those. Your players got to make a play. But when you are now, now you're furiously trying to make a comeback at the end of the game and you are driving and you're down 10 points. And so, you know, you need a touchdown and you need a field goal. You are moving the ball effortlessly, getting the ball down to the goal line. You want to keep all three of your timeouts. It's crucial. You have about a minute and a half left. Third and goal, why do you run the football there? I On any level of football, high school, college, pro, I do not understand how anyone could call a run play in that moment. What happened? Run play gets stuffed. You've got to use one of your timeouts, and then you have to go for one of the lowest percentage plays in the sport, which is trying to recover an onside kick. I totally agree with you. That was an idiotic call. But, I mean, the win probability was quite low at that point, even if they had thrown it in. San Francisco had a large edge because they were going to run three plays and punt the ball. The Lions would have had to come down and score. And we don't know that a pass play. First of all, I can't believe that run play didn't work because I was actually watching. I'm like, wow, if they run it, they can run it right through the line. And then San Francisco stood up. We all kind of, did you feel they were going to run it there? I kind of had a vibe and I think San Francisco did it. Like, okay, the passes aren't working. I couldn't believe they hit it on fourth down too. That that was a squeaker. The game could have been over right there. But regardless, you're right. But it's consistent with Dan Campbell made decisions that hurt his team. I mean, honestly, I think the timeouts fall right in line with that run play. I don't think they're two separate animals. Oh, I, I see it as two different. I think the goal line was unforgivable, but the fourth down decision, that's who they are. And, you know, you could say, well, Maggie, you know, it's a bigger game. It's just, you know, they did convert on a fourth, on a fourth down. Like this is, they were one for three in that area. I think you don't abandon who you are at that time. I think it's more on the players to make a play. The The call, play call wasn't bad. The execution was awful. So put that on Dan Campbell. He'll take it, and he's going to have to live with it. But that was more on the Lions players. Yeah, I mean, I think you upgrade at Reynolds. Obviously, he's not a big-time, yep. big-game player. He actually looks really good a lot of the time. But I'm not surprised he's the one who let them know. They're such an amazing young core here. You got Laporta, Gibbs, and Jack Campbell in this draft. This could be, God, I'm going to say it. This could be a 90s Cowboys triplets kind of thing. Like, they could easily be back. Dan Campbell has to mature as a coach 
and get rid of this identity and all that. I don't want to hear any of that. Go out and win the football game with a 17-point lead. I think that's what he was trying to do, obviously. But again, it's a 49er comeback that's unbelievable. And we got to get into the 49ers side of this. And let's just do it right here because this is unreal. Are you going to recast your MVP vote for Mr. Brock Purdy? Absolutely not. Now, I got to give credit where it's due. Purdy had some unbelievable scrambles in this game. He really did. I mean, people who say game manager, that's not what I've ever said. System quarterback, definitely. Game manager, no, because the way he was able to improvise, use his legs, pick up first downs with his legs in the second half was masterful. I mean, that was winning football that Brock Purdy was playing. But please. Why a but? Here's the but. Because anyone watching that game, Perloff, what was the turning point? If he could distill it down to one play for the 49ers, oh. what was the turning point? The When it hit the Lions defender in the helmet and landed in Brandon Ayuk. Let's hand. just call it the Brandon Ayuk game. Yeah. It's, it was that catch that actually could have been an interception and probably should have been thrown by Purdy that turns into an all-time play by Brandon Ayuk to set them up at the goal line. They punch it in, or excuse me, then they, they throw it to Ayuk for the touchdown to finish it off. And then on the very first play on the next drive for the Lions, what happened? Jameer Gibbs fumble, set the 49ers up basically in the red zone at the 24-yard line, and that was the anatomy of the comeback. Listen, this was a great Purdy game, second half, okay? I don't say great Purdy game. The second half, he came alive by using his legs. This game turned on Brandon Ayuk making an all-time play. So let's not let that be forgotten here when we retell the story of this game. Well, he threw a 50-yard, 50-50 ball. It wasn't, I mean, it was not an easy play for the defender to pick that off. It was it in was, his hands. It I mean, yeah, like but it was, his hands. it's one of those bombs kind of like uh, well, you, the ball that Stephon Diggs dropped in the Bills game. It's not easy to haul in a 50-yard pass. And obviously, Bernie, that's clearly the farthest he could throw the ball. That, <laughs> well, that, that is quite that's obvious. Uh, got far enough. I, I just think this is the story of this year. He relied on his his talented receivers. I mean, that's what these Niners quarterbacks under Kyle Shanahan have done. They have great weapons around them. Listen, I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Patrick Mahomes, but I think you've got to give him a lot of credit for his poise in the second half. I'll even say it. He reminded me so much of Montana there at the end. He just looks like Montana. He's small like Montana. I just thought at the end of the game, two games in a row, he's had a lot of poise in the fourth quarter. Well, I mean, I think this one was probably a little bit more impressive even than the Packers one, although the Packers one was in the rain. He had to put together a great final final drive, but I thought he played awful in that game yeah, overall. He- this one, he had an awful first half where obviously he throws the pick that leads to a touchdown for the Detroit Lions. I mean, everything was well, going wrong for Purdy. That was tipped. I, I, I'm not really going to put that 100% on him. He threw the ball and immediately a, a Lions. Yeah, it, was a, it was a bad first half, but I thought the first half, the story of the first half was the Lions were possessing the ball. Yeah. Felt like the Niners didn't even have a chance. Purdy didn't even have a chance to have a bad half. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. He just seemed not afraid of that moment at all in the fourth quarter. He's one of those quarterbacks, and I'm just like an Eli Manning and maybe a little bit of Brady. I don't want to use the name Tom Brady, who just where the moment – did not get too big. And you saw that with the other players, there are a lot of other players in both games where the moment got too big. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So we know that we are on in the Bay Area. We want to hear from the 49er gang. We want to hear 
from football fans everywhere who watched the decisions that Dan Campbell made and the Lions and do you put the blame squarely on him and being over aggressive? I do not. Perloff does. And for the Lions fan out there, right? Just let the fan sit in their misery for a little bit. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to come from a place of expertise and experience on this one. <laughs> As a fan of the Buffalo Bills, I'm not trying to make it about me, but I have experienced really painful losses. You have a, a Lions fan in your life. Don't just let them sit in it for a minute. You don't have to, oh, next year and this and that. Just let them sit with the devastation, okay? And you have to tell them, you don't have to say to a Lions fan, wow, I feel really bad for the Lions fans. They know, okay? They know. It's been the whole history of the franchise. They had a 17-point lead on the road. I'm sure people were looking up flights to Vegas and thinking about booking hotels, and now that got ripped out from them. Just let them sit in their in their misery. All right. I don't know how you do that. I, I can't imagine the pain Detroit fans are going through right now. Don't even say, don't don't even text your friends. I'm sorry, you know. Don't just let them sit. Just let them sit in silence. I beg you. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Lots to do. Want to hear from you about these games? We'll get into Kansas City and Baltimore in just a minute. Did the Chiefs win that game or did the Ravens lose it? We'll get into that. Eight five five. 2124 CBS, Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone restrictions apply. Oh, man. What a weekend. What. What a games. I can't believe what I'm still in a little bit of awe last night. So big argument on the show. I say Dan Campbell costs the Lions a game with his fourth down strategy. Maggie says you got to do what got you there. Yeah. I mean, this is anyone who was shocked by these decisions. It just, you haven't been watching Lions football or you didn't see what you wanted to see there. And the fourth down plays that were called like one Josh Reynolds just drops and the other one you get Goff going on the move and he can't throw the ball. Like there is a limitation to Goff. He can make plays when the pocket is fine and when he's right there. But if he has to scramble around, move, do anything that's like semi you know, difficulty, when the difficulty gets a little higher, he can't do it. I, I feel like you're insulting Jared Goff, who was on fire yesterday. No, I'm I'm insulting the execution of that play because Rolling out to your right well, he in the NFL it. shouldn't all of a sudden mean you have no shot at making that play. And I feel like that's what I'm watching I with feel Goff. Like, He's I feel like Goff got it on to Reynolds. I mean, that was a drop in my opinion. But No, I mean, Reynolds did drop one of the, the first one. He was just wide open, right? That was the fourth and two. And the fourth and three, I feel like, was a little more higher degree. Uh, yeah, it was a little behind him. But anyway, I, I think the coach is to blame here, not the players. 855-2124-CBS. Buck is in Birmingham. Not pleased with Dan Campbell this morning. Good morning, Buck. Yes, I'm quite disgusted with, with, with the coach. You know, I've been a, a Lions fan the whole year. Oh. Now, when when, when, when when Frisco scored the touchdown, kicked the field goal, I'm sorry, had, had, had Campbell matched that with a field goal, he would have kept momentum and still had a 17-point lead. You're on the road. You got the lead. Man, you got to take the points, man. 
you, you one game from you have half a quarter from the Super Bowl, man. Everything got to change. I'm so despondent, man. He, what happened? Campbell didn't realize that he had a better team than he thought he had. His team was better than they played beyond his own expectations. He let them down so bad. It hurt me so bad. Oh, Buck, I'm sorry it for hurt you. Me I mean, so you bad. gambling, Campbell, man. Let's <laughs> think about it. They gambling kicked the field Campbell. goal. The defense held them. I know, but Buck, they, imagine. If you had matched them with a field goal, they still would have a 17 point lead. They I know, Buck. The clock and won the game. Man. I get it, Buck. I know you're upset, and thank you for weighing in. You said you've been a Lions fan this whole season. Imagine the people who've been there since the 50s. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to minimize your pain. I'm just saying there are a lot of people who've been dying. I would say living and dying, but mostly dying with this franchise for their whole lives. I think Buck had an interesting point. I think Dan Campbell misevaluated his own team. I, I think that you got to, I, I, I got the sense that the Lions were getting tight and he just didn't seem to understand that at all. Like, I'm not surprised at all they blew those fourth down plays because look at the pressure on those plays. You're putting so much, all you have to do is get that lead and then try to run the ball and kill the clock. Much like the other game, Kansas City was a, a masterclass in killing the clock yesterday and the Lions could have done the same thing and, been in the Super Bowl. Okay, but I could look at it the complete opposite way, which is Dan Campbell knew that he had a good team, and that's why he wasn't afraid to put the game in the hands of the offense as opposed to leaving it for the kicker to make or miss. Why well, he should have been afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, Andrew Bogus is here. He's got some headlines for us, and we'll get back to the phones in just a little bit. Andrew Bogus, the floor is yours. Uh, good morning, everybody. I should have a voice, right? Headlines are sponsored. I'm all emotional. Need a second. Uh, headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. In Lamar Jackson's previous seven starts this season, the Ravens scored nearly 34 points a game and then 10 yesterday against the Chiefs in the AFC finale. And now they're 2-4 and four in the postseason with Jackson under center. Can't turn the ball over. You know, fumble, interception, stuff like that. They gave them the opportunity to, you know, put points on the board and win the game. We we get in that red zone. It's been our it's been our touchdown all season. You know, we just got to finish, and we didn't do a good job on finish. Jackson picked off That's in the an end zone. Zay Flowers fumbling right before scoring. Baltimore's the first team in 20 years to lose a conference championship game despite allowing 17 points or less, partly because Andy Reid's defense only allowed 10. Our defense was outstanding. Uh, we were able to get a lead, and we were able to maintain that lead and, and did it with, a, with great personality there. The 17-10 final puts his Chiefs in their fourth Super Bowl in five years. Patrick Mahomes went 30 for 39 yesterday. Travis Kelsey caught 11 of those passes for and Mahomes' lone TD. Kelsey now has the most catches in postseason history, and now he's the Niners' concern. San Francisco benefiting from all those lion gambles and mistakes, a 24-7 hole, becoming a 34-31 win, partly erasing losses in this game the last two years for Debo, Samuel, and company. These past couple of years, you know, we kind of fell short at you know, the NFC Championship, what a coincidence last year. You know, we lose Brock, but the year before that, you know, we just lose the game. And, you know, we down 17 and a half, and it's just like whatever is it going to take for us to get this win, and we went out there and did it. 
This is the fourth comeback of 17 points or more in a conference championship game. It keeps the Lions without a Super Bowl appearance in their history. You know, I'm glad you brought up Debo because we haven't talked about him yet. Didn't obviously play a massive role in this game, but coming out of half, the 49ers with a gotta have it. You had to come away with points on that first drive of the second half. And what do they do? They went to Debo on three yep. straight plays to get this thing going, and he did his Debo stuff with getting yards after yep. the catch, two big plays from him, and then he got stuffed on the third play, and they kind of went elsewhere. But it, that actually was like a very small but really meaningful moment. Yeah, I mean, Debo, eight catches, 89 yards off the injury. I think there's two major forces that are clashing in the Super Bowl. It's Taylor Swift versus Debo Samuel. I can't explain that a lot. When Debo Wait, is what? on that field, the Niners, I mean, all the numbers point there. They're so much better. Yeah. I feel like the universe is all about Debo. And on the other side, we know about this unstoppable force. Oh, and you Taylor. mentioned Travis Kelsey without mentioning the kiss. I know. Thank you, Bogus, because. Restraint by you. I, I've been the Chiefs defender, and it's, it's getting really hard. Still. It's getting hard. But don't you feel like Debo is. What's a, getting hard? Debo is an equal. Uh, the Chiefs being annoying. I've, defa- I've been defending the Chiefs all season about not being annoying. That's getting really hard, I'm saying. <laughs> because she's on the now. field giving him a hug and a kiss after the game. So is Brock Purdy's mom and girlfriend. Uh, yeah. Is that his girlfriend? Okay. I, I don't know. One girl was going to give him an act. So there were, I saw three that... Brock Purdy embraces. One was definitely his mom. Yeah. One was a sister, right? Or, or I, I thought I saw a mouth to mouth kiss. That and, was the girlfriend. And then there was a Wait, girl in a long hug who ended up on the stage as well. I thought, so she must be somebody's daughter. So there's a lot for Brock Purdy happening after the game. But a lot like, of so, hugs. so, but who cares if Taylor Swift was there? Don't, don't give in to that. I don't not, give not, in not to that. Don't me. <laughs> don't give in. Me, me, oh, the world? No. <laughs> the bad people that don't like relationships here and was happiness. The, here mm. was what I was really worried about, because we see this happen at award shows sometimes, where a woman is wearing this really bright red lipstick, and then she kisses her husband or boyfriend or whatever, and then all of a sudden they've got red all over yeah. their face, and this they're, like, accepting the Oscar, yeah. you and, know, like a lifelong dream. It's like you got, you got... Lipstick on your face. It happened to Killian Murphy at the Golden Globes very specifically one month ago, and he was a disaster. His speech was all messed up because he was wiping his face. He's like, You're he's like, like I'm so happy. Why are you all looking at me like something's wrong? <laughs> uh, Travis, uh, it was interesting. We were on the phone when that happened, and I think his beard absorbed much of yeah. the uh, red <laughs> lipstick and didn't embarrass Smart. him. Yeah. But, I mean, it, all right, Bogus, so you, I think I'm going to leave you on an island here. I don't know if I could do two weeks with Travis and Taylor. No. I don't know if I could do it. Listen, what we all miscalculated that this was going to end any other way except for <laughs> them and oh. her at the Super Bowl. And they've already done the math with the with the show in Tokyo on Friday night yeah. and then the 12-hour flight to Vegas and then she'll get there. And the time Saturday. zone difference yeah, and she's going to be there in plenty of time. She's going to get there. Everything's oh. going to be okay. And it's going to drive okay? you nuts, Maggie. Well, I mean... I've res- I'm resigned to it. Like it's happening. It's a force greater than me. It's like Mahomes. It's like Mahomes and Andy Reid and Kelsey. It's just you can't bet against him. Well, how about before the game when Travis Kelsey took um, Justin Tucker's stuff and threw it to the side yeah. of the Ravens kicker? Yeah. It did feel like the the Chiefs are annoying. 
thing started early in that game. I was actually thinking of our friend Pete Bellotti. I'm like, oh, my God, he must hate everything about this. It's all crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. No class. Which part? Petty Mahomes was trending yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that whole thing is no no need for the, the box to be uh, – the um the, the kicking uh, stand to be thrown around and the helmets to be thrown around. I mean, get lost. Oh, Go I love it. somewhere else. I loved it. That's the, that's the cool little stuff that should happen before a game. Okay. Knock this cool? over. Punch that out of the way. What's funny is you have all these Ravens, you know, luminaries were there, like, you know, Ray Lewis and yeah. Suggs, and you've got all these really just, like, tough guys on the Ravens, and it's Justin Tucker that started the beef. Like, Justin he, Tucker is a person that trolls a ton, though. Yeah, that's true. I, he was definitely set up in their area. Like, oh, yeah, he, but he was down in there. He had to practice on both sides. Yeah, right. You know how big the field is? <laughs> I mean, you'll find another place to practice. Yeah. Mahomes kicked that thing out of the way. Oh, enough. Enough <laughs> of these people. I really I, I really don't like I, I had no use for the Super Bowl. I Get, get lost. I, 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 no wait, use for the no Super Bowl. For the, You're not are you going to watch? Gonna... Oh, of course I'll watch, uh, okay. but I'll watch in disgust. In protest. In protest and total disgust. Pete just named his memoir, Enough of These People. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's right. That, that sums it all up. Every page is a different people. It's a great forward? idea for a memoir. All the, the 10 people who have screwed people out of over that's the most right. in his life. Oh, it's more than Dan 10. Campbell's going to get a chapter if I'm reading that's your Twitter I, handle correctly. That whole, that, oh, don't get me started on Dan Campbell. You're going to talk enough about it. But, I mean, come on. I mean, you're you're almost there. You're you're about to go to the Super Bowl or, or have a chance, more of a chance to go to the Super Bowl. He can't kick a field goal twenty <laughs> to make it 27 up. I, I've never seen anything like that in my life. Someone who has not watched a game could do that, could make that call. I mean, that call has to be made. I, I, oh. I know the other uh, other times you went for it fine. You're trying to put your foot on the throat, but that one you gotta you 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 were dropping balls. You needed to get back in the game. Yep. Maybe you didn't trust the kicker. So I saw a tweet about that that Michael Badgley has one of the weakest legs in the NFL. But that second kick, the tying kick would have been I think 47 yards. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have confidence in him making a 47 yard kick. He shouldn't be your kicker. You're looking at a Bills fan. I want to no, murder no. everybody right but now. 70, that's what I'm talking about. 76%. He's 76%, 40 to 49. So that's three out of four. Yeah. And I don't know what the odds are on that fourth and two, but I don't think they're 76%. Nope. Can't be. <laughs> it can't be. Imagine. I thought. I thought he didn't know what the score was. The, the way he called that play. That was unbelievable. I, I, I never seen anything like that. J.R. Smith. He knows the score. Wait. He's like, wait. We're winning. Wait. What? <laughs> I am so like, yeah. I thought he was winning, and he probably told him, "Oh, yeah, we're up. We're getting ready to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, to be we'll fair, get him in the fifth quarter if we have to. <laughs> to be fair, he's the Lions coach. They're not used to being up. That's, uh, why, that's why it's so painful. I think I think if it was another team, it wouldn't be as painful. I'm not even a Lions fan. That was just, I just had a hard time with the whole thing. You know, everyone was killing him. I was, I'm on social media. Everyone's killing him for doing the uh, for going for it on fourth down in the third quarter. But I was like, you know what? They were ready to to pounce and they were ready to dominate the entire game. Wait, but can't we also just acknowledge that might have been? That's just the fourth. That was the third quarter from absolute hell. Yeah. I mean. For the for the Lions, like you have the IU catch, which probably could have been an interception, followed up by a Jameer Gibbs fumble yep. on the first play of the second of the next drive. Mm-hmm. You are just in you are watching just your season burn to the ground. Yep. 
Well, thanks, That's, Maggie. I'm sorry. I'm sure if you're in Detroit, that <laughs> yeah. was a pleasure. I, I thought you said like leave them alone. It's a nice way to put it. This, yeah. is, this is this is what the fans want today. Believe me, I've got a lot of experience on this. Don't sugarcoat it. <laughs> you know that they lost and they sucked and they blew it and all that stuff. <laughs> Just don't don't try to be like, oh, yeah, you'll be back there next year. That's not what a Lions fan wants to hear today. They want to take the 50 lashes. Today. I got to tell you, one great thing about being on the Maggie and Perloff show is I get to watch Bill's games through Maggie's eyes. Yeah. Every bad play, I immediately think of Maggie's reaction. Now I'm going to watch the Super Bowl through Bilotti's eyes. Every time <laughs> every time the Chiefs do something that people don't like, Bilotti's going to scream at his TV. Uh, total disgust. They should blur out the box that, that uh, Taylor Swift's going to be sitting in. No one wants to see that. Just pixelate I, it. Pixelate it. That's it. I, I, it's hard, horrible. What? The whole thing is This is a horrible situation. I mean, come on. Does anyone really want this? I don't. <laughs> I mean, like tens Horrible of millions situation. of people are going to tune in for there's Taylor. A, there's a lot wrong in the world, Pete. This is not really on that list, but it sounds like it is to you. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I would have much rather seen the Lions uh, in the Super Bowl playing the, the Chiefs than, than, the, than the Chiefs and the 49ers, two teams that no one can get behind right now. Wait, what did the 49ers do? They're just always there. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> always around. They're always in the, uh, always winning. I, I mean, too I good. Let's, let's give someone else a chance. There you go. <laughs> that, makes, that makes total sense. <laughs> let's give somebody else. A, they're just always there. Yeah, I, like they, that annoying relative. Two, two series, two games that they should have lost. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Packers and they should have lost the Lions and and now they're in the Super Bowl. It makes no sense to me. Well, that's the funny thing. No one can figure out, like, what did the 49ers defense really do to change things up in the second half? It's like, I don't think much. I, I think, honestly, that things started really just breaking their way a little bit more. Yeah. Chiefs won Chiefs won their game. Lions lost their game. So your second, your first book is Enough with These People. Your second book will be It Makes No Sense. <laughs> right. A lot of content. The sequel. Yeah, the people on the... <laughs> Creating a lot of content. Right. And the cover is just Pete with his hands in the yeah. air. Just like, yeah. oh, Same just cover for both books. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But the third one is all about Alf. To end on a high note. That's right. Yeah. Listen, when you put when you turn in two masterpieces, the third one can be for you. Yeah, that's two for them. Third one for you. It'll be light for the kids. It's like Scorsese with his movies, you know. Uh, some NFL coaching news this morning. The Bills, they fired OC Ken Dorsey back in November. Joe Barry replaced him. Now Barry has the gig full time, and now Dorsey gets hired to run the Browns offense. Enjoy him. Iowa offensive coordinator might be the most infamous coordinator job in America. It's reportedly going to Tim Lester. He was a Packers Ooh. analyst this season, was once the head coach at Western Michigan. And NBA action last night. The Suns got 44 points from Devin Booker, but lost in Orlando, 113-98. Phoenix scoring just four points over the final 10 minutes of the game. The Bulls beat the Blazers, 104-96, to snap a two-game skid. Pete, back to you. <laughs> By the way, I, I want that Iowa job. That's a great job. Like the lowest bar possible. You know? Iowa football, yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. coordinator. Yeah, oh, my God. You score one touchdown, and you're like Don Coriel or something. <laughs> There's a statue up for you if you yeah. average 17 it's like, points a game. Like you have a 20-yard pass. You're like, oh, my God, we've never had this kind of innovation. <laughs> yeah. Look at this, man. What, what is it? That was actually a – look, he spread out. There's three receivers on the field at one time. I didn't know that was allowed. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a running back. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Thank you, Andrew Bogish. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. All right. Well, you heard it there. Was the Dan Campbell decisions? Pete is calling it unforgivable. What'd you say? Unfor- it's disgusting. Unforgivable. Disgusting. Everything you can call it.
855-212-4CBS. We dive more into that, more into Brock Purdy, and we will get into the AFC Championship as well. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Crazy games in the championship round yesterday. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers comeback against the Lions and Dan Campbell's role in that comeback, which was some, you know, aggressive fourth down decisions that were not executed well. And then down at the goal line when they needed to score and they were going up against the clock pearl off and trying to keep all their timeouts to call a run play on third and goal. That was the really egregious one to me. The fourth down calls, I was expecting, quite frankly, because yeah. that's who the Lions have been all season long. Yeah, but if you were watching, if you'd bet on that game and you had bet on the Lions, you were screaming at the TV kick the field goal. I think that's – and if – so for me, at least, and I, I bet on the over and I was screaming, kick the field goal because I just had this gut feeling they weren't going to make it okay, because so you could see in the whole second half, they weren't executing at the same level they were in the first half. Normally, yes, maybe you go for it, but you could just feel the vibe of the game. Okay, but that's the whole thing about, you know, and I know people hate analytics, but that's the whole thing. Like you sometimes don't take vibe into account because you are looking at the other way. Yep. If I get conservative here, right. how does that kill the confidence of my team? And you're looking at it as not, what if we don't make the play? How is that going to affect my team? You're thinking, if I, when I make this play, look at the boost it's going to give, and we're going to wrestle the momentum back from the well, 49. The analytics were almost dead even on whether to go for it or not. And I think the analytics are incomplete because – Fourth and three, I'm sure if you looked at the analytics, it was trending towards San Francisco favored in that position because the, the Lions were not having secure five-yard plays consistently. So I, I think if you really – analytics, all we know about analytics to a certain level, analytics, if they were a little deeper, probably could have said, don't go for it. I think I think the analytics failed there too if they said to go for it. But it was 50-50. It was a coin toss. I think – 31 other coaches would have kicked the field goal. Dan Campbell is the exception. I agree with you that that's how they got there. But, dude, you lost the Cowboys game because of this, and now you lost a playoff game because of this. I, you have a great young team. You better grow up and figure this out next year. Listen, I, I think that he's doing the ultimate football guy stuff, which people love, which is don't put the game on your kicker's foot. Put it in the hands of your offense, which has been really great. Let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. Mike is in Las Vegas. Mike, you're not pleased with Dan Campbell this morning. Hi, Maggie. Hey, Perloff. Um, Maggie, don't cut me off because I have two points, please. Last okay. time you cut me off. First of all, Make them quick. 
I will. Uh, 100% he should have kicked that field goal. There were seven minutes left. They would have been up 17. They could have reset. Hey, we're still up 17. We just wasted eight minutes of the third quarter. The, the Niners would have been deflated. That would have been a three-score game, wasting eight minutes. 100% agree with Perloff. You're wrong, Maggie. 100%. Up 17, you've got to kick that field goal. Okay, what if Josh Reynolds just catches the football? Maggie, you don't take that chance. You go up by 17. I I disagree. Okay, what's the the next point, Mike? Okay, I want to say the, the the best play of the day was Rokon Smith when he when he did that offsides. <laughs> he did that on purpose. I uh, that's because it was it was first and five, and he wanted to get rid of that first and five. They didn't waste any time on the clock, and the only thing that went wrong is he got the fifteen yard penalty instead of a five yarder. But it still almost worked. If you remember, they went to third and nine. Yeah. That was 100% on purpose, that play. No, Mike, you're right. And we're going to get over into the AFC championship game in just, a, in just a few moments. But that play, while smart because of the intention was to just get to the first and 10, so you have three downs to stop them, was poorly executed and over the top. And that was part of the story for the Ravens all day. They could, they were playing up to the line and over the line, and they were getting called for it time and time again. But again, we'll get into that. Yeah, I mean, I always felt like it was bad luck, some of those plays, when the defensive lineman hit Mahomes in the face. I didn't think that would – that was almost – you had to call it. I don't think that was uh, caught up in the emotion or anything. I just think his arm made an unfortunate move there. I mean, do you think that was overly aggressive play or just wrong place, wrong time? Um, I mean, some of that was happening, but like the taunting penalty, the taunting penalty was idiotic and they had no choice but to call it Van Noy taking the bait from Travis Kelsey. I'm not sure they totally, they could have called two flat. I thought they could have called on Kelsey too and made offsetting, but generally, yeah, they definitely were not a poised team on, on Sunday. I agree with that. Again, we'll get more to the Ravens. Did they lose that game or did the chiefs win it? Uh, Andrea is in Berkeley. He's got a thought on Brock Purdy. Good morning, Andrea. How are you? Yes, good morning. How are you? We're fantastic. What do you think about your boy, Brock Purdy? Oh, I am couldn't be happier, I'll tell you. That's Capricorn for you. <laughs> when the going gets rough, the tough get going. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, he's super responsible and disciplined. And that second half, I mean, that was epic. He's just unflappable. And um, with Mars and Capricorn now, remember Mars is an important planet for an athlete. It rules energy, assertion, and aggression. So it gave him a little more get up and go. And Mercury in Capricorn, planet of communication. So he was able to think on his feet. And Venus in Capricorn uh, being really well thought of. And here's something for you, Maggie. Jupiter's in Taurus once a year, and it's in there now, which is expansion, abundance, and opportunity. And I recall you're a Taurus. I am. So this is a very benefic year for you. And people with Earth. Other Earth signs, Capricorn, Virgo, uh, Taurus, Jupiter, in Brock Purdy's case, was trining his son in Capricorn. Um, Excellent time to be more purposeful and steady and work towards your goals. Wow. Andrea, thank you. I mean, this is great. Push Brock Purdy to the side. This is is the year of Maggie. Did you hear that? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) What should I do with this? Jupiter and Taurus. What did I wait? So I was just Taurus. trying to find I'm taking notes. And here. It's Jupiter amazing that Andrea remembers Mars? that, by the way, because uh, she was a listener. I did a Saturday morning show here 
and me and my co-host basically had the same birthday. We were two days apart. Hmm. We were both Taurus, and uh, she read our charts once. Actually, I told my wife about Andrea this weekend, and she asked the uh, social media people to cut that because she wants to. <laughs> she's uh, my wife, who does basically analytics and data for a living, is obsessed with astrology. Yeah, and I love it. she just bought a book the other day uh, and sums up everything that way. So, Sarah, I will make sure that I get a video of that. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can you clip that? This is. Should I like start buying lottery tickets? I have no idea what this means. Maybe next time she can give us the winning lottery numbers. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know what to do. I feel like I've just been empowered by Andrea to make something happen over the next couple weeks, and I don't know what to do with it. She predicted that Aaron Rodgers was going to win the Super Bowl before the season started on another show. So, mm -hmm. yeah, hey, listen. It's not all reliable. All right, Ryan. I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> listen. There goes that. It's not. It's, wow. We're talking about Ryan just the, laid the down moon the, and the sun Ryan here. just laid down the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. What am I supposed to say to that? So you're saying I'm not about to embark on the best couple weeks of my life. You could. All right. It's just or you can tear your Achilles. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh, am. <boy. laughs> so I'm either hosting Good Morning America or I'm in traction. Yes. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Mike's in Pennsylvania. I don't even want that job. But Mike's in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Mike. What's up? Good morning. Hey, I was just calling in because I saw a statistic last night on the television about the amount of experience the Lions had with seven players in a, in a championship game versus the 49ers and 70-some. And I think that's the difference in your game last night is the experience and staying calm at the end. You know, like experience, I think, plays a role. But I would say on the flip side, you know, Kyle Shanahan has gotten – you know, accused of having bad game management, and he's had tons and tons of experience. And I think Dan well, Campbell handed him a lot of, uh, I'm not saying Shanahan and the Fortnite's don't deserve it, but I do think the Lions sort of took a lot of the decisions out of their hands that they would have had to make. I'm seeing all these videos of the Niners in the last Super Bowl against the Chiefs where Nick Bosa's crying, George Kittle says, you can bet I'm going to be back. Yep. Maybe this is that moment for the Lions where, like those young Niners players, they have to take a tough loss to get to the next step. Maybe this is the impetus for the next uh, run of the Lions, because the Lions are super young. Uh, I I do agree with that. The lack of experience showed there. And Kyle Shanahan has made mistakes, but at least he's been there a million times. No doubt. It's funny. Dan Campbell said one of the reasons why he's so aggressive, though, is watching Sean Payton for so many years be aggressive. And Sean Payton is one of the all-time aggressive moves in a Super Bowl, starting a second half with an onside kick. Like, it's either in you or it's not. Hey. Tell, keep telling yourself that, Maggie. <laughs> Tell Lions fans that because it doesn't feel good today. We get into the AFC championship game. Did the Ravens lose it or did the Chiefs win it? We'll discuss that next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.